Hey, everybody, just a quick message. Uh, a reminder that our first storytelling event is going to be on April 18th. It's called Working with Death, and it's part of the Reimagined San Francisco uh, week-long series of events. Um, ticket information will be available really soon, I promise. Um, if you want more info, please go to our Facebook page and click on events. Thanks. Even though I love the anonymity of the city, I also love that you get to know your corner store and your, your bartender and you get to be build your community. It's kind of, you get to choose it a little bit more than if you're in a small town. That was Red Cross Disaster Program Specialist Allison Bittinger. I'm Jeff, and this is Storied San Francisco. Welcome to Episode 23, Part 2. In this podcast, Allison shares stories of her work with the Red Cross responding to residential fires in San Francisco and around the Bay Area. The fire that Allison mentions in the recording as having happened last weekend refers to the March 17th fire in North Beach. Here's Allison. I've gotten to know the city really well by being a nanny and a preschool teacher. So I worked at a Montessori school for a couple of years. And then when I came back from my epic trip to Sri Lanka, I, um, I knew that I wanted to, to work with children, but I also came back with this huge desire to support people after disasters. I had gone, and I had gone eight months after the tsunami. And I was volunteering, and it was just... There was so much that was still needed. Right. And I, so I came back with that desire to figure out how I could help. And so um, I did nannying while I was going back to school. And I thought about being a nurse. And that didn't work out. Um, and then I somehow, I think it was like my 30th birthday, I decided I needed to start volunteering with somebody in this disaster field so that I could figure out where I wanted to be in it. And so I started with Red Cross, and then it was all downhill from there, uphill depending on which day it was. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> but that's that's how I found Red Cross, and then I was here for for ages. Been here for a long time before I worked up the like self confidence and and knowledge of disasters that I could apply. So I finally applied for the position that I'm in now, which focuses on preparedness efforts in San Francisco and San Mateo counties. Um, and so I'm really happy. I love working for the Red Cross and my job, and it's all about volunteers and supporting them. They do all of the, all of the, a lot of the work, all of the work that's like client facing and not client facing. They keep our trucks running. They keep water in the, you know, kitchen that needs to Mm -hmm. be ready to go. And, um, yeah, it's pretty amazing what our volunteers can do. One of the, the major disaster or the, the disaster we respond to most is uh, home fires. Right. So anytime there's a fire, all of the big fires, the big fire this weekend, um, those are our, those were my caseworkers and they are here working with people who, who live next door who are affected and unable to get back in or right. trying to figure out how to move forward with this. Um, there's been a lot of fairly big ones. I mean, that's the worst part is a, is smoke and water damage. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fire is horrible and destroys everything. But even if your unit or your home isn't burned by the fire, it will be affected by smoke or mm-hmm. water. And then you might not be able to stay there or things might be ruined. Fortunately, the units above the fire building were empty, vacant. And so 
Um, but we still had, I think, like 24 people that were supporting, even right. though um, there wasn't anybody in the direct fire. And thankfully, nobody was injured. I read mm -hmm. that there was one firefighter injury. Mm -hmm. um, but those are those are the really hard ones when somebody is injured yeah. or worse. Um, yeah, they s all the fires start to blur together. There's I was going to ask if I could throw out specific fires um, and see if you have. Sorry. Um, so 22nd admission. The thing that comes to mind for me is is the hard part for people after a disaster if they don't have i mean while i'm here please get renter's insurance mm -hmm. it's 20 bucks a month and it will save i mean you want to look into it there are different types to get and things but at the very least have renter's insurance because then you won't need the red cross as much and we don't have very much to offer financially um and so you will need it um, the thing that sticks out from, from that fire is a lot of the residents who were displaced ended up on Treasure Island. Um, oftentimes people move out of the area. Because right. There's just no other place for the them to go that they can afford. Priced out, yeah. Um, our human services agency has a new program, relatively new, that um, assists people who've been affected by a fire and mm -hmm. kind of prioritizes them. So they have um, low-income housing and if you've been affected by a fire and you were living in low-income housing, you can be put back at the top to try and get, because I know there's like a long waiting list right. of people waiting. So they have programs and, and they're pretty creative in how they can solve the challenges. So I really like working with our city and county government, um, despite all the political challenges that might be out there. Mm -hmm. My experience with Department of Emergency Management in the city and the Human Services Agency, Public Health, they're all wonderful and doing their best to prepare and be ready for whatever disaster might come and to find solutions that are inclusive to everyone that's here and fair yeah yeah that's yeah. awesome because i i just finished um two months as a disaster program manager in alameda and contra costa counties okay um supporting those volunteers while they look to hire someone new and it's kind of shocking how different cities and counties react to a fire or a disaster. In mm -hmm. this county, in San Francisco, the Department of Emergency Management will call me early in the morning and be like, where's our report? We need to know what's happened. Wow. Um, in other counties, they don't, they don't even call us or they, you know, they don't think to be concerned about it. Hmm. Um, so that's one thing I really value here in San Francisco is we're really connected. We have their phone numbers and they, um, they have ours and so we work well together. And I think it, it makes it a lot better for many of the residents who need our assistance. In this next section, Allison is talking about the 2016 fire at Mission and 29th Streets. So that day, I... That um, was a lot of tenants. A lot of tenants. Right. A, a really lot of people. Fire. So um, I had just um, promoted, I think I promoted him as a team lead or maybe a, da a, a administrator of our team, mm -hmm. he was new in this role. And the alert started coming through that there's a fire, a working fire and it's growing. And he lived out, he lives out there. And so he was close and he was like, I'm just gonna go and check it out. And I had been in Chinatown installing smoke alarms. Hmm. So we had been in several different SROs and up installing smoke alarms and teaching preparedness to the residents and we were just finished with a full day and we get these alerts and um so i run home and i call aj and i was like well do you want me to show up or do you want me to coach you from here like how do you want 
how do you want to do this? You are in charge. How can I support you? And he's like, you better get out here. <laughs> it was his first big fire. Um, so that was, that was kind of a, it was a very big, long day. Um, was it a weekend? Yeah. Mem- yeah. Memory serves like Saturday. a Saturday. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we went out there and we, we were able to finally get in an evacuation center and gathering at the Safeway. When a disaster strikes, pe- many people are generous, right. especially in a, com- you know, in a community or an area that's like a neighborhood community. Mm-hmm. So Safeway gave us water and we had one resident who had a baby. We needed wipes and things like that. And they mm. were, they donated that to us. Oh, great. Um, and sandwiches we bought from them at a discount and things like that. We partnered with Salvation Army and they're another great partner. The one that we utilized, I think, was closer to Valencia and 26th or, or 22nd. I get my streets mixed up, but we've u- used them for sheltering. They're okay. wonderful at opening up and giving us space. We'll run the shelter, but we need a space to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so we partner with them on that a lot. And then on all sorts of preparedness activities with VOAD, Voluntary Organizations Active in Disaster. And um, he helps set up the epicenter exercise and the... Um, the what what's the blue angels fleet week Mm. so we work with them a lot during fleet week Mm -hmm. Um, so they're a great partner to have so we have a program called sound the alarm save a life and that's where we install smoke alarms i was telling you about in chinatown earlier Mm -hmm. um and we do this all over the country we've had over 340 i think lives saved in the last since 2014 um does that mean someone saved by the work that because of our smoke alarm it's very they're very um specifically about the smoke alarms yeah they're very particular about what we count as a life saved so it has to be they were alerted to the fire by our alarms if they're home and they smell smoke or they see smoke that's not a life saved for us their life is saved but it wasn't our smoke detector that's kind of how we count it because we also do preparedness training um, we teach people how to be safe in their home around fires or with with fire flammable things um, so in this instance we had gone to a trailer park up in Santa Rosa and um, installed smoke alarms and there was a gentleman up there who woke up to his smoke alarm going off and then realized what was happening and was able to alert some neighbors and get out safely Wow! so was it his trailer that yeah. was actually wow well, the fire was coming towards them, mm-hmm. and 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 his uh, his trailer was filling with smoke. Oh my God! His alarm, so he didn't have much time. Um, so that feels really good to be on on the the you know the positive side of disaster, to be on the pre right. pre disaster side, working with people and right. saving lives. It feels kind of like you're a superhero. It's pretty neat. Music for the podcast is by Otis McDonald a.k.a. Joe Bigale. Otis has a new album up on Spotify called Float. Film photography is by Michelle Kilfender. Please remember to follow Storied San Francisco on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. All the episodes and Michelle's photos of storytellers are up on the website, storiedsf.com. Other ways to listen include Google Play, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and iTunes. You can reach us by email at storiedsf at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Check back Tuesday when we'll hear stories and songs from Brian Belknap. Mm-hmm.